Hello, and welcome back to the Maybe I Can podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Weiss, and I am excited to share with you that today it is one week until my book launch, which is on August 9th, 2023. I'm super excited about it. I'm a first-time author. This is my memoir. Never thought that I would do anything like this because I used to think I can't. And now on second thought, maybe I can. And so what I figured I'd like to do today is read you a chapter from the book that was a pivotal point in my life. The book itself is broken down into three parts. The first part is who I was as a child and how my I developed my limiting beliefs and that I wasn't worthy and things like that through stories. And then the middle part is kind of my, how I had to step into my own where life forced me to either step up or step down and what I did. And then that kind of culminates with the story that I'm going to read you about when I turned 50. And then part three is about what I've done since then and how my journey has evolved. As I said, I'd love to read you a chapter from the book. Now, you are able to go online and preview the first couple of chapters. We'll put the link in the show notes, but it's on my website at debbyrweiss.com. Don't forget the R. It's very important. I never thought that I would care about that R as much as I do now, but you've got to have it. All right. So let's get started. The name of my book is On Second Thought Maybe I Can. And if you hear turning of pages, what can you do? I'm literally really reading from the book itself. Okay. My 50th birthday. And let me just tell you before I continue that each chapter has a quote. So the quote for this is friendship is the only cement that will ever hold the world together. Woodrow Wilson. I love my birthday. I'm not talking about ordinary love, but over the top love. My age doesn't matter to me. I will be screaming from the rooftop, hopefully, well into my 90s. Unfortunately, so many of my birthdays had been overshadowed by all the trials and tribulations in my life. Often, Gary wouldn't rise to the occasion, and I wound up disappointed by it. As I approached this milestone of turning 50, I was a bit sad. Sad because my life was so difficult and complicated that I couldn't see how I could celebrate it in a big way, the way I wanted. I was also upset because my life didn't look like I thought it would at this age. I was having a pity party for myself, and I didn't need any others to celebrate with me. Enter my posse, my three extraordinary friends, Mindy, Joan, and Mary. Now, I have been lucky enough to have gained two very special friends in the last 25 years, but my posse has been there for me most of my life. First came Mindy because she's my cousin on my father's side. She's a year younger, so luckily, I only had to endure one year on this earth without her. Mindy is a natural caregiver who approaches the job with creativity and thought. If she loves you, she's there for you in ways you didn't even know you needed. She prides herself on anticipating your every need, and she excels at it. She knows me better than most everyone else on the planet and is the only one who takes care of me instead of me taking care of her. I think of her not as a cousin or a friend, but as my sister. 
Her love and constant support are a true gift. Joan expanded my posse back in 1976 when I met her in our seventh grade social studies class. She was sitting in the row adjacent to mine, just a few desks in front of me. I would sit in class and admire her earth shoes. One day, I worked up the courage to talk to her, and as they say, the rest is history. A couple of my past stories highlighted our difficulties, but in almost 50 years, the difficulties are just a blip in time. We have lived through marriages, divorces, kids, boyfriends, jobs, basically every aspect of our lives together. Our friendship has only strengthened over the years. We are there for each other regardless of day, time, or circumstance. If I call her and say I need you, she drops everything and comes running. Mary rounds out my posse. I met her at GW when I was a junior and she was a freshman who graduated early and was really a high school senior. She was different than anyone I had ever met, but we had an instant connection. She came from a very rural small town, yet was the worldliest person I had ever met at the time. She wasn't like my other friends. She wasn't outgoing and gregarious like Joan and Mindy. She never had a lot of close friends because she was an old soul and wasn't interested in the same things that her peers were. Not many teenagers loved Sinatra and World War II movies like Mary did. She and I seem to be complete opposites, but as the saying goes, opposites attract. My trio of friends all knew each other and had various interactions amongst themselves without me, but none of them talked to each other on a regular basis. In Mindy style, she insisted that I figure a way to go away on a short girl's trip to celebrate my 50th. I couldn't imagine being able to leave my family for an hour, let alone a few days. Gary's health was also on the decline, and the boys and their schedule were not easy to navigate, especially for Gary. Mindy got Joan and Mary on board, and they decided that Bermuda was the perfect location. It was close, so we could go for just a couple of nights. Just the thought of the trip both excited and scared me, but after all, I was turning 50. Gary was nervous about it, but wanted me to celebrate. It also got him off the hook. He and I had many arguments in the past over his lack of forethought prior to my big annual day. It was happening. I was really going away. The celebration began at the airport the minute we were all together. We were talking and laughing so much we barely came up for air. I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. Mindy, Joan, and I sat in the seats together and Mary was right across the aisle. The three of us made so much noise with our cackling laughs that I'm sure the entire plane couldn't wait to get off. They probably developed a headache after being subjected to our loud voices. Mary, on the other hand, was embarrassed by us, but in a good-natured way, making it all quite funny. We arrived at the hotel to find we had the perfect setup. We had two connecting rooms with balconies, Joan and I in one and Mindy and Mary in the other. As we unpacked, Joan started pulling out crowns, sashes, boas, confetti, and glasses in the shape of 50s. She began to decorate while Mindy and Mary were unpacking surprises of their own. I was so excited, so happy, and so carefree. It had been 40 years since I had felt that way. I never wanted this to end. They insisted I wear the 50th birthday pin and sash whenever we weren't in our bathing suits. We saved the boas, sashes, crowns, and other paraphernalia for nighttime. We swam in a cave where our voices and laughter were so loud that we were sure they would kick us off the island. 
We laughed so much that I thought I couldn't laugh any harder, but somehow I always seemed to find there was more laughter inside. I forgot how good it felt to laugh. One night at dinner, I asked them if people used to know me for my laugh. It suddenly struck me, and I wasn't sure if it was true or my mind was playing tricks on me. All three of them were shocked that I was even asking such a question. It was a characteristic of mine that made me stand out, mostly in a good way. I was always told that I could never get lost because wherever I was, you could always hear me laughing. This trip had made me realize that for the past 30 years, I had lost my laugh. I had lost the core essence of who I was. I had allowed my circumstances to rob me of myself. It was a sobering yet eye-opening realization, the first of many that I had on that trip. When we weren't laughing, we talked about each of our lives and our hopes and dreams. All my hopes and dreams revolved around my boys. I was a mom first and foremost, and Sam and Ben occupied every fiber of my being. However, Sam and Ben would eventually grow up and venture out on their own. And then what? What did I want for myself? I had never thought about that question. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I forgot who I was as a person. I knew who I was as a mom, wife, caregiver, and boss, but not me as a woman. The festivities of the weekend continued as we smoked the nicotine-free e-cigarettes Mary brought while having a few cocktails on our balcony. I was dressed from head to toe in 50th birthday regalia and loving every single second. Before we had left for Bermuda, I thought I would be worried about Gary, Sam, and Ben the entire time. Shockingly, I rarely thought about them once I had done my daily check-in. For the first time in my adult life, the only person I needed to think about was me. When the girls asked me what I wanted to do or where I wanted to eat, I didn't know how to answer. I wasn't used to my needs being the priority. It was fabulous. I couldn't believe that I had agreed to only stay two nights. I wanted to stay in this cocoon with my posse forever. These women have literally changed my life in countless ways. But what they gave to me on that trip was truly priceless. They gave me the gift of getting in touch with myself. We chatted and laughed on the way home, reminiscing about all the special fun moments we had shared over the last couple of days. Even Mary participated on the way back since we weren't quite as loud. None of us wanted the trip to end. It hadn't been special just for me. It was special for all of us. It didn't take long to get right back into the swing of things once returning home. I stepped off that plane in Newark Airport and the texts and the calls started coming. Bermuda was quickly a distant memory, but the lessons I learned were about to cause a seismic shift in the course of my life. I was now aware that my life had not been my own. I was not in the driver's seat. I had allowed others to steer for me, and I was just along for the ride. If I wanted to take a different route, guided by my own desires rather than the expectation of others, I needed to take control. Awareness is what I had gained on that trip, and now it was my responsibility to put this knowledge into action. That's it. That's the end of that chapter. But really, like I said earlier, it was the beginning of the next chapter in my life. And now I'm getting close to turning 60, 10 years later. And when I look back, wow, boy, has my life changed in those 10 years. 
And I never could have imagined that you would be listening to me wherever you are, on your walk, in the gym, in the car. It's really, it's surreal. And it's, it all started with that birthday trip. So that's all I've got for you for today, because I have so many things going on right now with the plan of the book launch party. So if you happen to be in New Jersey, I would love for you to attend. The link will be in the bio for you to get your ticket. And if you're not in New Jersey or not close by New Jersey, then we are going to be streaming it. And it is on August 9th. It starts at 6 p.m. Don't think the streaming will start at 6 p.m. Have to take a look at that, but uh, not until the program starts, which is about 6.30 or 6.45, but more details to come. So thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time.